Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean Cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 201. Have you ever been asked, what's your favorite part of a Royal Caribbean cruise? Surely you went on to describe a different part of the cruise experience that you really enjoyed, and odds are, many other guests probably would agree with you with that opinion. But this week, we're discussing the parts of a Royal Caribbean cruise that many people enjoy, but we just don't agree with. Everyone has their own favorites, and on this episode, we're sharing a few things that many people really like, but not us. Here we go. Often we talk about our favorite aspects to a cruise and what we love to do. In fact, if you meet other people that love going on a Royal Caribbean cruise, they will likely indulge you with what they love about taking a cruise. And sometimes we hear or read about things that other people enjoy about a cruise and have only really one reaction. Really? Part of being human is having opinions and coming to our own conclusions, and that includes going on a cruise as well. For fun this week, I thought we'd try describing two things about a Royal Caribbean cruise that most people like and why we think... They're totally wrong about it. It's a whimsical look at what many consider to be hashtag unpopular opinion. And if I'm invoking a rant, then I look no further to the, than to the man who rants about everything, often to himself, Billy Hirsch from CruiseHabit.com. Welcome, Billy. Thank you very much, and I'm, I'm glad I'm at the front of your mind when you think of incoherent, angry rambling. You know, I was I was thinking I want to do this episode. I have this idea for the, by the way, the idea for this episode came about because on the Royal Caribbean blog message boards, somebody there's actually a thread with some not just somebody, a couple of people who don't like Sabor, and I was just like, what? what? Like, who are these people that are about to be banned? And and then I thought, huh, maybe we could come up with a with a topic about that about the podcast. And kind of, you know, I'm sure there's something I can we can all we can both come up with that are kind of about that idea and then i was thinking hmm who do i know who generally has strong opinions about things and i thought of you my friend i i'm gonna take that as a compliment <laughs> like it or not, that's the way Sci- we we applied for scientists from all over the world to come and join us unfortunately none of them showed up none of them showed up <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna let you pick one so billy's gonna give us something about a cruise that he think that uh, most people generally enjoy, but he does not, and explain why, and I will see if I side with you, Billy, or 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 think you are completely crazy, which would only not change my opinion, only reaffirm my opinion. But please start us off. I'm prepared for you to reaffirm your opinion. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say games, games on what board. Ki- when I say games, what kind I of games? Like um, uh, Quest, uh, the Belly Flop Contest, Sexiest Man Contest games interesting so are you counting trivia you know i think trivia is quick and low impact enough that i can let it slide trivia i'm trivia is a very um, very polarizing for me depending on what type of trivia i'm gonna be honest with you i kind of agree with you and here's why it's not that i hate the events it's just not anywhere near in my top priority like I don't seek out the sexiest man competition. I don't seek out the belly flop competition. I, the quest I don't mind so much. I think the quest is fun. Certainly to watch. I don't think I would ever participate in it personally. But I think it has its it's 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 a fun thing to do as a group and to watch. I think when we were on the group cruise on Navigator of the Seas for the Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise, I think we had a great time watching it. I might have brought my laptop and was blogging during the whole thing, but. I still had fun for him when I glanced up and saw uh, Gerald doing weird things. Like, I thought that was a good time. And, you know, it's it's amusing to me, I guess. 
But I think, are you saying that it's not like, are you agreeing kind of with what I'm saying, that it's maybe not in your top five, or is this just you You see no value in them whatsoever, and short of being dragged to them like you probably were for the quest on the group cruise, you wouldn't be caught dead there? Yeah, I think um, as much as this pains me to say, you and I might be on the same page here, um, because, <laughs> uh, you know, quest, I agree, quest is amusing. When I am there, I find it amusing. I'm not looking to go there. I go there because, you know, if we're on a group cruise or a cruise with friends and they want to go, sure. You know, I, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but in general, every moment that I'm on a cruise, I'm, I'm constantly assessing my priorities, how much every activity is worth. And that includes sleep. I know uh, I, know I get a, a lot of flack for uh, sleeping later than some people do <laughs> on, uh, on cruises. And it's that, uh, you know, your cruise is limited. It doesn't matter if it's a, a, a 14 night cruise, it's still limited and you want to make every moment. I'm, I'm like this with life and, and to a, to an annoying extent, I'll, I'll admit, um, I want to maximize every moment. And I think, you know, okay, if, if I get a few jollies out of watching the belly flop contest or the, or, or going to quest, which is probably the, the peak of all these games outside of, again, trivia, depending, um, could I have gotten better jollies? Could I have had a, a better <laughs> time elsewhere? Because this cruise is going to end at some point. Uh, so I'm very selective in that way. And those are just things that, that don't make the cut. And you know what else? I could do those elsewhere. I could have that type of fun elsewhere. It's not that, oh, there's quest on land somewhere, a belly flop contest on land, but that type of thing. I could do it uh, other times. You know what I can't do other times? And even, even the most, quote-unquote, mundane of things on a cruise, I can't sit and, and watch the ocean pass by. Or, or I can't go to a lecture about, uh, about a port that we're about to visit. So, you know, i got to make my selections, and, and those just don't make the cut for me. Like I said, I... I... I know where you're coming from on that one, and it's not my top favorite thing. I mean, I have seen the events. I probably will see them again at some point. But, yeah, I mean, the biggest problem for me, Billy, like about those events, like the belly flop, the sexiest man, uh, the crew versus guest volleyball game, it's just hot out there. I can't. I need shade. I need somewhere that I can sit uh, sit down. Uh, I don't want, you know, standing up. It just seems like very... A lot of work involved, and I'm just well. And yeah. you know, the sexiest man contest—you don't want that kind of attention. No, you know? I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass People all the other chanting, guys that are there. You know, go on up, go on up. You don't want, you don't want that. <laughs> um, for me, for I'll start things off here. This is one that I, I, I definitely, I, I definitely don't, I, I don't agree with, and I don't seek out to do. And that is watch sporting events while on a cruise ship. And look, I, I generally like a lot of sports. I love baseball. Uh, I can certainly enjoy a lot of the virtues of some other sports. I mean, football is enjoyable to watch because it's just, you know, it's, it's a pretty simple game to follow. And, you know, sporting events in general are fun when I'm at home. It's a great thing to do on my Saturday. But I just, I always see people, like, especially around, this mostly happens around college football time, like the Bulls and obviously the NFL playoffs, to a lesser extent baseball season. But people going around, clamoring around TVs, on board the ship in, in bars and whatnot, or, or asking guest service, hey, where can I watch the blank game? And it's like, uh, you know, I, you're on a cruise ship. You know, it's not quite that important if 
Texas A&M beats Texas. Or, and I know I just like alienated the entire Texas market out there. And uh, it's just, I don't know. Watching sporting events on a cruise ship, it just seems like, I think this goes back to something you said, there are so many other things I'd rather be doing. And, you know, that's what the phone is for. Certainly, you have Voom, you can keep track of the score. There's nothing wrong with that. I've done that before. But to sit there and watch the game while you're on board, I mean, I, not not my cup of tea, Billy. And I think that when I see that, I, I in fact, I will seek out another bar just to avoid that because it's kind of like, uh, I just... Uh, not 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 what I enjoy doing on a cruise. I'd, I'd rather be doing something else more cruisy, you know, whether that's drinking at the bar or being at the pool deck or going to trivia or a variety of other things that are on board. I just it seems watching a sporting event just seems to be a very very low priority. It's almost it's right up there with actually. I don't watch the news. I don't want. I don't watch TV in general. I try to avoid all that stuff. I can do that at home any weekend. This. Totally makes sense. I, I hadn't even thought of it because I don't. I don't know if uh, if you know this, Matt. I'm I'm not a, a big into the sport ball. Um, <laughs> we are rather, so, to be fair. Both of us are fairly nerdy and white, and we're not really into the whole. Yeah, I mean, I do like. I love baseball. I really do. And like I said, I can watch football from. You know, it's it's an enjoyable game to watch when you're consuming that's, alcohol. That's the one with the the, the stick. <laughs> no, no sticks in this one. In football, no. baseball, yes. Baseball, okay. Yeah. I, I'm still catching on. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I enjoy watching the Olympics because that's interesting. And um, and I enjoy watching the World Cup and some other uh, large soccer events. And maybe even occasionally some hockey. But n- none of it. I mean, it's you, if you really want to find out the results, you can later. Um, so, th- you know, it, it, that's a fantastic point. It just didn't even occur to me that, that that's a thing that people do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one, my next one is a little more controversial, but I'm going to let you. It's your turn, Billy, for uh, your second thing that you think uh, that everyone generally likes or a lot of people like, I should say. But you think they're totally wrong about it. Go ahead. All right. So we'll see if this is a good fit, because here's the thing. It's not that I think you're totally wrong if you like this thing. It, that's not the case at all. Well, maybe not at all. I'll always find something you're wrong about. But I am um, going to the pool. Going to the going, pool. Be more specific. Give us, what do you mean going to the pool? Going into the water physically? Hanging by the uh, pool? You know, that that especially. Um, hanging by the pool to an extent, yeah. Because, and, and I'm slanted. I, I'm slanted because I live in South Florida. I could do that anytime I want, as long as it's not anytime during the rainy season between uh, three and six when there's a tornado warning. Um, you know, I, I, I get that I have a different perspective on this, but it gets back to that picking. You know, there, there's a limited amount of time on this cruise, and what I, what do I want to spend that time doing? And I'll occasionally dive into the water if it's a really hot day and I've been hanging out with friends outside on deck. I might jump in to cool off. It's not that I'm completely against this. It's not like watching foosball or whatever you were talking about. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the idea of like, okay, you have limited amount of time on the cruise, especially on a cruise, on a Royal Caribbean cruise, where you know, some cruises, which I might enjoy, there's very little to do. It's just about relaxing and, and not doing anything. But a Royal Caribbean cruise is about doing stuff, right? There are so many activities that... Taking a, a clothed bath with other people is is not real high on my list. Um, and even you know sitting out by the pool to an extent, like I get the the relaxing factor of just sitting in a deck chair, and I sometimes do that. But I almost never do it by the pool because there are people and it's loud and it's not as relaxing. 
Um, again, I'm I'm somewhat forgiving on this because if you live in some godforsaken place like Connecticut, man, then uh, you know maybe maybe there's more novelty there. Uh, but yeah, for me, you'll it's very rare that you find me actually in the water. Well, you're wrong, but uh, I think the issue I, – I understand where you're coming from. I don't think – I think you described your position very well despite being totally wrong. You're kind of like some of those people who uh, act as their own lawyers and raise a fairly good point, but it has no bearing in court, and you're just totally guilty. But <laughs> I, I think – I understand where you're coming from with it. I do, however, disagree. I like the ambiance of the pool. Like, I love the live music they play there. Like, at my age – I'm not about. I'm gonna go spend the entire day at the pool, but like in well, the pool. And at but your I, age, I mean, the, that music they play it at such a vo- volume, you're just barely able to hear it. <laughs> I like the. I like just hanging out there. I like the idea of having a drink by the pool in the shade. By the way, I don't. Matt does not sit out in the sun anymore. That's just. Oh, that just sounds. That sounds uncomfortable on a variety of levels. But. But finding a shady spot, having that breeze go by, having that drink in hand, hearing the music, I I like the ambiance of it. I like the experience, and especially if we get a chance, perhaps when the kids are in Adventure Ocean, to sneak up to the solarium or just even the regular pool deck and, and hang out. Again, I'm not all that much about actually going into the water. I just like – just being there is good enough for me. And I know that obviously you clearly recognize this is an unpopular opinion on your uh, that you're you're offering here, but I will tell you that I just think that the uh, I like the experience. I like the experience more so. I'm not all about. I know there's some folks who like, and you've seen them on the cruise, right? People who are in the pool like all the time. You know, they're just like hanging out there, enjoying their beers in there, and it's from like you know, 9 a.m. until whenever they get out in the evening. That to me just seems a little much. But. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure you're going to win over too many people with the argument, Billy, but it's a, well, it's a noble Let effort. me ask you this, though. I, I, I want to dig deeper. <clears throat> you mentioned the music, and, mm-hmm. and again, I like relaxing on deck. Yes. I, I very much like that. And you mentioned being in the shade, and it's funny. Most of the time, yes, I like to occasionally lay out in the sun just for a couple minutes. feels nice, which means we always – it's not only finding a deck chair. It's finding one deck chair that's in the sun and then one right next to it that's in the shade for Larissa. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a fun adventure. Um, how much does the music selection have to do with it? And, and I'll explain why. Why I ask? Solarium. I love the solarium. Very relaxing. I still might not spend much time in the water. Again, maybe one occasional dip to cool off or something. But uh, that's very relaxing. That fulfills that requirement. I feel like on on and I'm not picking on Royal Caribbean, but on Royal Caribbean and a lot of um, a lot of cruise lines by that main pool area. Music's a little bit louder, and sometimes it's not even it's not even what I what I think qualifies as like Caribbean tropical escape kind of music. It's Miley Cyrus. I, I have no idea. I know nothing about pop music, but it's <laughs> it's one of those things that the kids are listening to. Usually, so, when I said the music, I was kind of yeah. yeah, I was referring to the live bands there. I mean, when they're not the live bands, they are playing the the Love the Party in the USA. But um, that's a Miley Cyrus song, Billy. Uh, but but I do like the the live music. You know, they're playing Hot 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 and uh, Red Red Wine. <laughs> yes, about thirty years later, and about a, going you know in the <laughs> in, a, in an island somewhere. I just like I'm that. Just you know, to, yeah. yeah. You know the I, to me it's the ambiance of it, and I enjoy. It. You know what? Here's here's a semi unpopular opinion. If I have the choice, I avoid the solarium. I like the main pool better. Uh, the solarium is very hot, like it's humid and hot, as opposed to the 
pool, which has a little more of a breeze. It just um, occurred to me why I didn't see you on the entire Allure group cruise. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, my favorite pool on I've said this before on on Quantum Class ships is the indoor pool, not the not the solarium, not the main pool, but the indoor pool. I just like having I don't know. I like the I like having seats in the shade. And I like having music, and the music is the key part. It's the solarium, one thing I thought this is where you're going with your point earlier, is that on Royal Caribbean ships, there is no music in the solarium other than maybe some Muzak or I don't even know yeah, if they have scary. any music playing. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't. I think it might vary by ship. Don't hold me to the, this. I feel like on the Oasis class there was some gentle background music, but that could totally be in my head. Yeah, I don't remember. I now I'm second guessing myself too if they actually do play music in there. But regardless, I like the live. It's the case, by the way. Yeah, but I do like that the I like having the live band in by the pool. That is great. And then and you know you get the drink in the hand. Like that's when I envision in my head. Hey Matt, when, would you like to go on a cruise? Like right now? Like that's the scene that I, I picture in my mind. Uh, and also not working that too. But between the two of them, those that's what I have in 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 mind when I'm talking about going on a cruise. And so the, for me, I may not be at the sexiest man competition. I may not be in the pool. Uh, splashing all day, but I do enjoy just being a part of that scene. So, so th- anyway. this is why we have these conversations to find common ground. Because exactly. I realize you talk when you you when you envision being on a, a cruise, we'll say a Caribbean cruise in particular, because I don't picture sitting out by the pool with a tropical drink in Sitka. Um, <laughs> the, you know that that's that's your your immediate vision of of a cruise is sitting out by the pool with the drink. And, and I think to an extent that's mine too, but much like, uh, someone always trying to, um, regain that first experience at something, um, or, or for an addict, that first high, whatever the case may be. Um, I, uh, I don't feel like I can not ever get that. I feel like it's challenging at the pool because I hear kids, or the music's too loud, or I'm under a vent, or the food is too salty. I've got some grapes <laughs> all the time. Yeah, no, I like. I, I was, I was thinking as you were talking. I was thinking about like as an example, the promenade deck, which is uh, the lower deck that goes around the ship. Um, um, most royal mm-hmm. ships it goes completely around, but some not the case. Anyway, but there are decks, there are chairs over there, and you can easily grab a drink from inside, right, and go outside and enjoy it there. And I've done that before, but I always, I don't. know, Maybe it's uh, you know being a my generation, I feel like I, I need a little more entertainment. I like having the music as the backdrop, even if I'm not really, maybe we're, you know, I'm talking with my wife or I'm, I'm talking to somebody on there, but having that there part is part of the experience for me. And I kind of like, it all kind of plays together. It's not like I'm going to hang my hat on one aspect of it, but with their yeah. powers combined, it forms to be a fun time. All right. Fair enough. All right. Now this one, I, I'm curious how you're going to come down on this one, Billy. I could see you coming both sides of this one for, for my other uh, hashtag unpopular opinion. I'm going to say any crown and anchor level above diamond, I think, is just not important. <laughs> I don't think it really matters. Um, and I know there's some people who drop their coffee right now and and and, and are, are patting their diamond plus pin on there that they wear around the house. But um, as a diamond member, an, an angry email to your address, yes. not the regular address, just the one <laughs> that's for, for diamond plus and pinnacles. Um, they don't need their emails mixed in with everyone else's fair, fair point. I am a diamond member myself, but now that I've reached diamond, I just don't see that much benefit to diamond plus and pinnacle. Uh, and this has been a discussed point before. I mean, in terms of the sense of like, do I really have a 
glaring need to go and, oh, I need to book more cruises so I can reach Diamond Plus or Pinnacle. Yes, you get a little bit better benefits with Di- between Diamond and Diamond Plus, like, you know, in terms of like your balcony discounts a little bit better and uh, some other various discounts that, you know, it's sli- it's marginally better. And then Pinnacle is so far off in the distance. I mean, it's just this ridiculous. You know, I mean, you really have to cruise a ridiculous amount of nights in order to in order to get there. And to me, it's like, what's the point? You're a diamond. Whether you're diamond or diamond plus or pinnacle, we all go to the same diamond lounge. We get the same. You know, you get a, you get the board like before me. Okay, big deal. Um, it's not that many people that you're ahead of, and I just feel like the benefits once you get the diamond. You've reached the summit, baby. It's just like, you know, do you really want to go and get your picture taken at the very, very top, or is this close enough? And um, to me, I'm going to say that any level of crown and anchor above diamond is just not prudent, in my opinion. Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy at all. Um, I don't think we're I don't think we're eye to eye, but I feel like we might be uh, eye to nose. How's that? <laughs> um I'm I'm of the belief that loyalty programs, any benefit that you get, that's great. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want benefits? But there is no benefit that I've ever seen of any cruise line loyalty program that is worth compromising an experience for. So, so the reason that I I guess what I'm trying to say is the reason I disagree with you um, is, or the reason I agree with you. Is different than the reason that you're that you have your, you, that you establish your point. Um, I hear people say, and, and I think you might have said it, maybe not. I'm probably putting words in your mouth, but hopefully they're bad ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, people say that they're not, and friends of mine, uh, also you, um, that they wouldn't cruise a different line until they hit a certain loyalty level. And I'm thinking, wow, so. You're going to compromise trying something new, experiencing something different. Maybe you like it, maybe you like it more, maybe you like it less. Either way, just a different experience. And and frankly, most cruises, even the lousiest cruise you'll ever take, probably a pretty good experience. Probably having a pretty good time. You're going to compromise that because you want to get, you know, 6% closer to being able to check in in the line ahead of me or having a new pin with your loyalty level like I, I i don't get it and it's i don't even mean that as a criticism as much as it might sound like it like i just legitimately don't get it um again any perks you get that's awesome we all want perks yep. but if you're asking me if i was looking at two identical cruises and one was you know, uh, then you you modify slightly the itinerary on one. I pick the one that has an itinerary that I like more, right? Okay, now they're the same itinerary, but different ship. I pick the one the ship uh, that has the ship I like more. I can't imagine ever picking, um, ever making any vacation decision. <clears throat> For example, upgrading to a suite. Just mm-hmm. because it moves the needle ever so slightly towards what level of access I have to a, a bathrobe in my stateroom. <laughs> you know, I 
I've been there. I enjoy it. Look, I enjoy Krennicker. I think they do a great job with the levels, and I think this is true of most loyalty programs, is there are benefits to doing so. I just think that once you get to Diamond, and before Diamond, I certainly would disagree with you. I think that there are benefits to doing so, and there are significant benefits, uh, and it makes a difference. I really do feel like it makes a difference being a Diamond member. I just think that now that I'm a Diamond member, and even though I'm only about about half, more than halfway to, to Diamond Plus, it's not nearly as... I don't feel any real pressure to do so. It's nice to to uh, to to get there, but it's not like I feel like that. When I got to Emerald, I was like, "Yeah, I can't wait to get to Diamond." And now that I'm Diamond, and I'm to be fair, I'm almost at Diamond Plus. It's I don't feel like an overwhelming need to do it. It's, I'm reminded Billy of the of a quote from History of the World Part One, one of the great movies of all time. Dom DeLuise's line, he was of course the Roman Emperor and when she, they are, they're imparting all these gifts from who knows wherever the Roman Empire they just conquered and he goes uh, you know, it's nice not thrilling, thrilling. but nice <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I feel about Diamond Plus and Pinnacle. I mean Pinnacle is ridiculous. I mean I'm at 145 crown and anchor points Diamond uh, Pinnacle is at 700 <laughs> that's like to say that's not even on my radar would be an under... I mean, it's just... It's so far out there, and it's so abstract an idea that it's just like... I don't even... I wouldn't even consider it. So I do think there's value in getting up to Diamond, but I just feel like the benefits kind of uh, plateau, if you will, and it's just not really important to me when, if and when I make Diamond. Plus, it's certainly not Pinnacle. I mean, that's just so far out yeah. there. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'll... As much as I, again, don't care about loyalty levels overall, I said the the perks that you get, you know, great. Any perks that you get are, are nice to have, sure. Um, and I get the, the concept of a certain level. Like just on this last cruise, I just turned platinum on Royal Caribbean. whole bunch of cruises, not many, on, not many on Royal Caribbean up until recently because you dragged me along and you said you wouldn't give me my car keys unless I booked that other group cruise. That was annoying. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I turned to Larissa when uh, when we were checking in for the Empress Cuba cruise, and there was I showed up later than than normal to uh, to board. And there was a little bit of a line, not terrible, but just a little bit of a line to check in. And I was, of course, in the gold line, and the the line you really wanted to be in was the the platinum and above. And I turned to Larissa. I said, "Next time we get to be in that line." and that and a balcony discount is all I really care about. <laughs> so yeah. I I kind of feel similar to how you feel about Diamond. I kind of feel that about Platinum. Like, all right, I feel like this is the biggest step that I needed to make. And anything I, past this is cool, but yeah. Yeah, no, I remember when I got to Platinum, I was like, yeah, this is really, I've made it in life. And then you see what Diamond has, it's like, whoa, that's a big difference. And so, and it's tangible because it's not that far off from, from Platinum. But yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. It's, um, the, the real crown and anchor benefits, I would say, begin at platinum. Gold is nice. They're giving you stuff for basically just taking one cruise, which yeah. is uh, significantly more than some other cruise lines give you. But the you know when you get the platinum, you get the balcony discount. You get you get obviously a, you're a one more rung quicker on board the ship, and uh, you know there's there's some nice perks to it. It's just well, and you know you get you reciprocity can... over to uh, celebrity. Yes. So my celebrity loyalty level, and I forget what celebrity calls their different captains uh, club. They're, they're different captains called levels at the moment. But uh, I was, I think, one cruise or – no, I was two cruises likely away from moving up to the next level there. But I'm like, oh, I, I have it already. So so that's that's nice. 
And, you know, yep. I would say the diamond perks, probably uh, more important for those that are interested in the, the diamond drinks. I think that's a fantastic perk, by the way. Yes. Um, that is. is a great perk. It's just not one that applies to me. Because uh, they don't have what I drink, and I'm going to want to drink it at other times, and I'm going to end up paying a bunch or getting a beverage package anyway. But I do think for, for a lot of people, that, that yes, I, I can agree to it based on that. Well, there you go. Well, for those of you who have not thrown your phones and zunes at the at the wall, I appreciate you still hanging on here and, and talking with us about this and hearing about it. And of course, uh, we're always here to to hear your opinions about what you have, what you share as a hashtag unpopular opinion. I certainly, uh, I'm sure there's some folks, maybe uh, one or two people that agree with some of ours. But uh, feel free to email them in Matt at Royal Caribbean Blog. Billy, thank you so much for joining us here and, and sharing some uh, some little bit of a rant together. No, thank you. I think this is good. And it was hel- healthy, I think. We, you know, we agreed on more stuff than we disagreed on. You know, we, we didn't, uh, weren't always completely eye to eye, but we were pretty close on a few things. So I think this is very healthy in the Matt-Billy relationship progression. Yeah, I'm scared too, Billy. That's just what you were looking for, I know. Well, it's time once again to answer your listener emails. This is the part of the show where you send in your email. Well, actually, you probably already sent them in, and now I'm just reading them on the air. And we're talking to Royal Caribbean together, answering your questions, comments, basically anything on your mind about taking a Royal Caribbean cruise. And joining me again, I convinced him to stay only because his bus is running late. Billy Hirsch from CruiseHabit.com. Welcome back, Billy. Thank you so much. And I'll tell you, the second the 7 o'clock pulls up, I'm out of here. <laughs> Anytime. All right. Uh, knowing Miami, that's going to be another three hours. So we don't. Let's. Have uh, we don't have. Fun. What's a bus? Uh, our first email this week comes to us from Danielle from Durham, North Carolina. Hi, Matt. Thanks for reading this email. My husband and I will be going on a five-night cruise on Anthem of the Seas, and I have a quick question for you. I'm having trouble finding first-hand information about what to do when in Bermuda. Of course, Royal Caribbean has excursions from the port, but I can't seem to find any reviews of comments from former travelers who can give tips, secrets, and advice of what not to miss on all these sites and experiences on the island. The advice and reviews I found on Cruise Critic have been rather old, dating back to 2010 or 2011, and I'm not confident that the information that is old is dependable. Can you give me some ideas where I could find reviews and first-hand traveler experience? I know I can look up on TripAdvisor on Bermuda travel websites, but I prefer to hear from people who have had the same experience like selling on Anthem of the Seas and doing their exploring from a cruiser's point of view, in, and specifically like things like time constraints, advice on what to bring or not to miss, etc., this is especially important for us because we'll be traveling with extended family and want to renew our vows on one of the lovely pink beaches, 20 years of married bliss. I know that's a long email, but I'd love to hear, get some help. And I truly, truly enjoy your podcast. They're the primary reason why we sail Royal Caribbean and are so excited to go on Anthem of the Seas. Here's to hoping everything, it's everything you talked about up to this point. Thanks, Matt. So I, I think that's actually a really good point, Billy, because the you know folks like Danielle are going on a cruise, but you know getting reviews of a particular experience from someone who spent a week in Bermuda on a land vacation may not be quite the same thing. My response—I don't know what you thought, Billy. Of course, my response is a self-serving, shameless plug, <laughs> which of course we have our own message boards at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Royal Caribbean used to have reviews on their shore excursions. On the Royal Caribbean excursions, there'd be at the bottom reviews from other cruisers but they've since removed that functionality for whatever reason so that's not there and obviously TripAdvisor was something I was going to recommend anyway 
But I also found that, again, the reason why I'm recommending the Royal Korean Blog Message Boards is not so much self-serving as it is I think it actually is utilitarian because you you can ask people who have been, A, on a Royal Korean cruise, and B, somewhat recently, hey, I'm going on this cruise, I'm going on, I'm going to Bermuda, what are some good things to do? I mean, it's generally where, where I would go. Um, one other thing, one other quick note. You mentioned Cruise Critic and some of the older ones dating back to 2010, 2011. I don't know, how Danielle, how, uh, how much proudness you have around your web browser. But you can tell, like, Google, hey, only show me results from, like, the last year or so, which can help, obviously, get more relevant uh, data for you. But, Billy, if you were someone, if Danielle was coming to you and say, hey, how do I get, you know, more information about what to do in a particular port, in this case, Bermuda, what resources do you usually send them to? Or what would be your recommendation? So my first thought was actually exactly the same, uh, the, the RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com message board, um, because there are a lot of places you can get information about tours, uh, what to do in, in any given port of call. But there you'll get it from people that, that are kind of in the same uh, proverbial and, and somewhat literal boat. Um, so, and in real time, so you know it's, it's going to be current. Um, so that, that was my first thought. Uh, beyond that, I would point out that any information you find on Bermuda is going to be, uh, if it's somebody who's on a land vacation, it's going to be more pertinent than information in, uh, for, for other destinations. Because in Bermuda, generally, you're there for a couple nights. So it's more similar to you being on a land vacation, and you just happen to have a hotel that is a, a large floating ship. So, so you do have that advantage, but but I understand you want to hear it from other cruisers. Um, I, you know, just in terms of tours alone, I'm a big fan of Lonely Planet, uh, not even tours, but but as far as sightseeing, you know, things to do, uh, historical places, uh, interesting things to do, interesting cultural things. LonelyPlanet.com or they, they have an app as well, pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, for getting that feel for for really. Uh, what Royal Caribbean cruisers do and like I said what what do you bring with you tips you know when you get off the ship walk this way stop at this place to get some bottles of water before you go that type of thing RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com and uh, go to the message boards Um, many friendly people there also Matt and I (laughs) there you go Next, we have an email from Lucia from Phoenix, Arizona. Just want to say thanks for your effort you put in this podcast. I'm currently on maternity leave <clears throat> with my one-month-old twins. I've decided to, to make my first Royal Caribbean cruise next year when the tw- when the twins turn one, since you know one-year-olds don't even remember their birthday party, so we might as well do something fun for us. Uh, I couldn't decide between getting a suite or two adjoining cabins, but I think you were right. With kids, we probably wouldn't take advantage of the perks as much. We will be taking an inflatable mini pool that's about the size of a baby bathtub to bathe the babies in. We're also going to be just getting to, no, we're just going to get to the port early so we don't have to wait too long to board. So we decided to go for two adjoining cabins and spend that extra money on all the extras like drink packages, spa treatments, specialty dining, cabana, etc. And we have extra money to bring uh, to our au pair live-in nanny. Uh, tip, we, we will also have diapers.com deliver a week's supply of diapers to our hotel the day before we cruise so we don't have to pack what would have been otherwise 80 diapers and have that much more space in our luggage. Orders that size have free shipping anyway, and you get diapers for 20% cheaper than at the store. Listening to your podcast and mentally planning my vacation is the main thing that keeps me sane through these sleepless nights and total exhaustion, so I just wanted to say thank you so much. <laughs> I love that. And that's a great tip about diapers.com as a way to kind yeah. of get around the, the packing thing. I'd never heard of that or thought about that one. Thank you for the email. 
Our next email is from Mike, who writes, I'm going on Anthem of the Seas in June to Bermuda for the first time, but staying in a junior suite, I'm a Diamond Plus member. My thought was, I get the most of the perks of a grand suite guest, and but pay a lower price by staying in a junior suite. Can I get into the coastal kitchen for dinner? Your thoughts. So as a junior suite guest on a quantum class ship, you do get into dinner, but that's about where the perks end for a junior suite. I mean, you get double crown and anchor society points, but you're not getting nearly as many benefits as you do as a grand suite. Like, as an example, chief among them, access to the concierge lounge. Now, if you're Diamond Plus and you're saying, well, I get access to the Diamond Lounge, Matt, kind of a wash in that regard. Okay, I can kind of see that. Of course, you don't have access to the concierge, which gives you a lot of benefits the Diamond Ambassador just simply cannot give you. And, of course, there's also uh, different uh, benefits, uh, like being able to order food to the main from the main dining room to your own stateroom as a Grand Suite guest, and a, and a variety of others that may or may not be important to you. Uh, but I want to make sure it's crystal clear, Mike, that, yes, you are saving some money from not booking a Grand Suite, but I'm not sure that there's... You're giving up also some fairly significant benefits but depending on how you use them or not use them that may or may not be a problem for you exactly i mean their significance that that's a very personal thing Uh you know maybe you mike you know you gotta you gotta make a a chart a grid what are the perks that i get with junior what are the perks with grand and, and put a price on each of those there you go and and of course keeping with today this episode's theme billy if if it's an unpopular opinion that's okay. You just keep it to yourself deep down, and maybe someday someone will invite you on a podcast to talk about it. We can only hope. <laughs> Our next email is from Susan Widdowson, who has a suggestion for us for a short excursion in Old San Juan. Who writes, Matt, in Old San Juan, there is a Segway tour right beside where the ship's docks that go through Old San Juan and up to El Moro. We've done it twice and learned a lot from the tour guide as well as had a great time on the Segway. Wow, I kind of like that idea, Billy. I mean, I hate walking, but I like having a device do it for me and single San Juan, which is great. You, you know, I, um, I've i never really thought about the Segway port. I realized there are ways which you could tour for Old San Juan specifically that could be really advantageous, uh, especially because it's hilly and some people... Um, Larissa, for example, you know, sometimes has mobility issues where that could be a problem. It's an interesting thought. Um, I might search for that now. Yeah, it's a good idea. I like it. Our next email is from Ron Ladowski, Roker Me Blog Insider and uh, famous shameless plugger. Matt just listened to episode 195, A Look at the Sweets, and as usual, it was both informative and excellent. You asked for a listener's experience of the sweets. Uh, was it a good value and what other considerations when deciding to say in a suite or not? So ready or not, here I go. My last three cruises have been in Grand Suites on Freedom of the Seas, Anthem, and Harmony of the Seas. On the Freedom of the Seas, our concierge Rahul made the excursion at Coco Cay a breeze. When we prepared to disembark and prepared to tender, he locked an elevator on the ship in express mode from Deck 10 to Deck 2, and from there he escorted us to the head of the tender line. When we were ready to embark the tender later in the uh, day, he spotted us, smiled, and escorted us to the head of the tender line, negating what would have been a rather long boarding wait. Service at its best. On Anthem of the Seas, it had my best, in my opinion, the best concierge lounge and the most dramatic view. It's located on deck 12 at the aft of the ship, and the wraparound the windows make this lounge truly spectacular. I would be remiss if I did not mention Captain Ban, the current captain of the ship. Captain Ben made sure that every evening he visited the lounge where he greeted each guest, thanked him for being on board, and asked if there was anything he could do personally do to be of assistance. Last week on Harmony of the Seas, I, I will assume due to the size of the ship, we were greeted by two concierges, Muhammad and Jeremias. 
We had uh, pre-purchased the first two-night dining package. My wife did not feel well the first evening, and I was afraid I might lose the day one dining experience at Jamie's Italian restaurant. I informed the concierge, Muhammad, and he immediately contacted Jamie's Italian and rearranged it so that the package could be instead utilized on days two and three. The lounge bar is gigantic. Just ask for a drink, any alcoholic or non-alcoholic drink, and the staff will ensure they have all the necessary ingredients to prepare for it. If they do not, they proceed around the ship and collect them, so they compare the drink tonight and for the remainder of your cruise. I guess it's why I love the Grand Suites. The extra attention and Royal Caribbean's desire to really make its guests feel special. Is it a good value? If you believe the ship is only a form of transportation which gets you from one exotic port to another, probably not. But if you consider the ship to also be a destination in and of itself that you must try a Grand Suite or higher at least once in your life, you'll never regret it. As a result of my wonderful experiences, I booked another Grand Suite on Harmony of the Seas Group Cruise September 2017. Shameless plug. A celebrity suite with Butler next year on Royal Caribbean Sister Company Celebrity Cruise Line and a grand suite on what will be the newest biggest ship in the world, Symphony of the Seas following that. I'm addicted to suites, and as long as Royal Caribbean continues with the amazing customer service and attention to details, I shall remain a very happy and content suite addict. Billy, what do you think about the suites? I know that I don't know for I don't I know for a fact you have not stayed in a suite on a Royal Caribbean ship, but I don't know if your other cruising experiences are like, but what's your general take on on the on the suite experience? It's been since I was uh, a kid, really, that I was in a, a suite and it was in some some great suites. But um, cruising is different now, and I've been lucky enough to mooch off of some persons like yourself and experience some of the perks. Um, you know, I, I think some of them, as far as uh, concierge service and planning and things like that, I don't know that they're of huge benefit to me. But, but. This email made me realize that I need to be looking at this maybe for – I have a celebrity, another celebrity sailing that I'm going to be booking very soon uh, because I'm, I'm a little bit particular about my drinks and my scotch. And the idea that, uh, that I could go to the bar and the concierge lounge and service I'm sure would be quicker, never lying there, not much of one. And get exactly what I want. There's value in that for me. And and just like uh, with one of the previous emails we were talking about, you got to look at what perks are important to you. There's no easy way. You know, it's not like the drink package. That's easy, right? You can you can do the math and right. d- decide whether a drink package is worth it for you or not based on what you expect to drink. Sweet perks are a little a little bit different. And and I would never truly I would never judge someone if somebody said they book a grand suite for no reason other than being able to eat, in the, eat, eat main dining room food in the room. Okay, cool. If, if that's worth it to you, awesome. Um, you know, and that's something, the idea of, of that slightly better service, maybe a quiet concierge lounge with a nice view. Uh, you know, I don't know. Something about the way that email is worded. It got me thinking about this next celebrity sailing. So so we'll see. It's been uh, it's been a long time since I did a, a sweet experience. Yeah, well said. I think it's it's nice to have. It's it's like insurance, Billy. It's nice to have when you need it. It's wonderful, but it costs a lot of money in the in the time in between. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but there are some there are some really nice perks to it. Our last email this week comes to us from Bill Bartman. Writes, you'd mentioned in a recent podcast, I think in the Q and A section of the Australia podcast about immigration when returning to the United States. Some points to know: number one, immigration and customs are not the same thing. Immigration, also called passport control in some countries, yes. is checking your passport is valid and is actually you. Customs is declaring your items purchased while abroad, collecting tax, etc. 
If the ship returns to a U.S. port after being abroad, then an immigration check is required. Customs is not done at that time. Customs will be done at the final arrival port. Depending on the ship, it sounds like smaller ships, uh, this process is done on board. In the case of Anthem of the Seas, we were required to get off the ship to achieve a zero count on the computers that track sea passes, people coming on or off the ship. This is exactly what happens in the United States ports for back-to-back cruisers. That is, you get off, sit in the terminal while the ship gets to a zero count, then go back on. CBP looks at your passport briefly to check that it is you. So I don't know if the answer to the international water part is part of your question. I've heard that the shops on board can't open unless they are in international waters or have an agreement with the country or port in question. In the case of the United States, they cannot open the shops because of the tax reasons. So I would assume they were in international waters from New Jersey to Florida on the trip. But since you didn't stop at a port, didn't have immigration check. Yes, I seem to recall the... By the way, Bill, thank you for the email. It's, it's, it's actually very, very helpful. Uh, Bill, I, was, I believe this email was in reference to people who run into immigration. Or did I just do the same faux pas again? They run into United States officials that's when they come to a U.S. port. And I remarked that that did not happen to me on Anthem of the Seas because we sailed from Bayonne, New Jersey. That was our embarkation port. And our first port stop was Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Canaveral. Fort Canaveral. So, right. We didn't... We just got off the ship like we would in any port. There was no... We did not have to uh, do um, you uh, immigration. You did passport controller immigration. So I've got a few things uh, to, to comment on about this. And, you, and you're absolutely right because that was your first port. It was not a concern. It's the same reason that nine times out of ten, if you look at a Caribbean cruise that visits Key West, Key West will be the first port of call. Um, because what they don't want to have to do is what I believe Michael Poole had to do on, on one sailing. I don't remember on which ship, uh, which is wake up all sorts of early in the morning and take care of immigration because some countries are really easygoing about like, yeah, we'll just clear the whole ship and everyone turns their passport into the ship and the ship takes care of it for you. Other places, not so much. And evidently the U.S. is one of those places, or at least in at least on this trip that Michael Poole took. Uh, so he had to wake up very early just to go through immigration. Uh, on that Key West visit because they'd been to other places before hitting Key West. I was just on Empress of the Seas. You can check out that live blog, empressoftheseas.live. We went to Cuba. It was awesome. You should do it. Um, and we went to Key West, but that was our first stop. So there was no need to check anything there. And that's correct that immigration or, or passport control are indeed two separate things. Now, they are usually in the United States handled uh, at the same place at the same time but for example on that uh, in that example where you might visit Key West or perhaps Port Canaveral any other place uh, after visiting another port you would only be going through immigration not customs customs is on your upon your your final reentry there are some places in the world if you go uh, certain places in Mexico I know um, certain places in Europe I've experienced this I'm not sure if in the EU uh, where they are actually uh, two separate things there as well. You go through passport control, and then you may have customs. Sometimes they do this because you go through uh, through passport control before you collect your bags, either from the ship, plane, or, or whatever the case may be, and then customs after you get your bags. Makes total sense. I, I, I think that uh, that explains a lot there. And it's and it, for a lot of people, they just kind of look at it like, why are we doing this or why are we not doing this? But there is logic behind it, believe it or not. Yep, and, absolutely. Um, yeah. 
Very good. Well, Billy, uh, thank you so much for joining us here. And, of course, I will uh, give you a shameless plug, as you deserve, for uh, CruiseHabit.com. Uh, Billy writes a lot about the cruise industry, Royal Caribbean included, but also other cruise lines. I know. What is he thinking? But <laughs> there's uh, lots in there as well. And my favorite thing is Billy often hangs out at uh, cruise ports in South Florida to uh, to Periscope, live broadcast, uh, cruise ships leaving, which is... Uh, a special kind of pain because it's so close yet yes, so far, is. but it's <laughs> but it's fun to watch. So check it all out. That's all at uh, cruisehabit.com. Billy, thank you for joining me on here. No, thank you. Appreciate uh, appreciate you having me. Appreciate the plug. It was a lot of fun, and I hope next time your first choice and guest uh, doesn't uh, doesn't cancel right before the show. <laughs> From your lips to God's ears. Thanks, Billy. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.